0: Welcome to the circuit of success and thank you for joining me. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait, but I believe the opposite. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude, a great belief system and action every single day. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision, that's when greatness happens. Now let's dive right in to this week's guest. Welcome to the Circuit of Success Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today we have a new podcast. This is called the Circuit of Success Money Edition. And so we're uh, we're really excited about that for our firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors. You know, I've been asked a ton of times from people, hey, uh, can you also start giving a podcast about investing in, in different topics of financial planning? And so that's what we're here to do today. And I'm lucky enough, um, one of our first guests is Greg Mulliken, Certified Financial Planner. Greg, how you doing?
1: Great, Brett. glad to be here with you today.
0: Awesome, well it's great to have you. Um, For those of you that don't know Greg, um, we go way back, Greg actually was my mentor. uh, Back in 2001, when I started in this business, Greg was my mentor, and uh, so Greg, it's been fun working with you for all these years, man. It goes by quick. It does, doesn't it? Did you think that two guys like us would be sitting here, uh, you know, ba- about what, seventeen years later, and, and hosting a podcast, and you're the subject matter expert on something?
1: Well, we've, we've come a long way. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been a good ride.
0: It has been a good ride. So, tell our listeners, Greg, you are a certified financial planner, uh, which is a big deal. And uh, but you know, fill our listeners in. What what made you become or want to become a subject matter expert on Social Security?
1: Well, you know, we've been doing this for, like I said, about 18 years and in the, in the, in the business has been, uh, the financial planning business has been a great, I would say, riot, where we, we started off uh, in the insurance business, right, just starting out and uh, really we just, you know, we've grown, our education level has grown so much, there's so much to learn in this, in this business and uh, we continue to learn, right, there's still a lot to learn. Um, i think the matter of social security really came up for me probably three or four years ago there's a company that we use called forces mouth and they're a great resource for financial advisors i have subscribed to their social security division and uh, and they have just great resources to help financial advisors help clients and i think that's the thing about our business is that we have uh you know we help people right someone said you know i want uh, i want you to care about my money as much as i do. Right, I to be second right. line, right behind me. That's why I'm hiring you. And uh, I think Social Security is just another way we can help people because it affects everyone, right? As we get older, I'm no, I'm, you know, my clients are starting to become 60 years old. A lot of them, 65, and right. Social Security, Medicare, those are decisions that they need uh, to make, right? Topics they need to really address, and they need to know about it, and. Um, I'd like to be that, I'm becoming an expert, I would say Social Security. So I'm helping guide them to make good decisions because it can be worth really hundreds of thousands of dollars the decisions that they make around when to collect Social Security.
0: Yeah, and I think too is, I mean, it, it is a topic that no matter how old we are, listening to it, it, it unfortunately it's somewhat some of the times it's even become a joke, right? Like, oh, is it even going to be there when I get there, right? And so I think today what we're going to do is really dive in. We've got lots of great questions that you know that clients ask, um, that Greg's come up with, um, that will hopefully educate you, our listeners, on on what it is about Social Security and what's out there and how you need to think about that for your planning. But I do think the topic, Greg, is everybody wants to to know more about it. I think for
1: sure, because it is, no matter really how much money you have, I mean, it's it's a, I think for a lot of people today, it's a significant portion of their retirement income.
0: Right. So talk to us about when Social Security started, who was the president when it started, give us a brief history of that.
1: So in uh, 1935, actually August 15th of 1935, FDR, right, Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed the act it was part of the New Deal when right? he was president from 1933 to 45, and uh, that's really when it was uh, was implemented. And then in, um, in 1940, right, the uh, Ida May pulled. she was the first recipient of Social Security, and Ida May paid in uh, twenty four dollars and seventy five cents into Social Security.
0: So that's what she paid out of her paychecks was twenty four dollars and seventy five cents.
1: Right now she lived till she was a hundred. Wow. Right, so th- this worked out really well for Ida May. She was actually uh, a classmate of Calvin Coolidge.
0: Oh, wow. Right, when she
1: was growing up. So, uh, interesting tidbit there. But she actually collected about $28,000 in Social Security benefits. Nice return. So, it worked out great for Ida May. It-
0: well, that's great. So she did that, so paid $24 and got $28,000 back. That's not a bad deal. So what? Um, how much is paid out annually right now? When you look at Social Security, how much is paid out in benefits and how much is collected in payroll taxes?
1: Right. So that is a question you mentioned earlier, is, is it going to be there for me? So at age 62, someone can actually start collecting Social Security benefits. And a lot of people say, I want to take mine now because they're going to take it away from me. And so, you know, the numbers that the Social Security Administration puts out there is that if nothing happens right to, until 2034, right, there are going to be some things that happen, that the benefits will be at 79% of what they are today. Now, as far as...
0: Can I stop you there real quick? So you're yeah. saying right now that if I was going to make X off my Social Security and 2034 is the year... I basically am looking at 79% of what they're telling me today.
1: That is correct. Congress does nothing, right? And there are some proposals out there right now. So but going back to your question, you know, payroll taxes, right? You pay 6.2% on your payroll and your employer pays 62 up to the first $128,400 you'll make in 2018. So, you know, there's over 850 billion dollars of payroll taxes alone annually to fund Social Security, and then the payout, uh, this is about 920 billion dollars. So, yes, there is it's going the wrong way, but the trust fund still has about 2.8, 2.9 trillion dollars in that, okay, as more and more people start collecting. before, you know, right now there's about 2.8 workers for every person collecting. In 2034. about 2.2. Okay. Right. So you're seeing it go, right, the wrong way, but it's not like Social Security is completely broke because of the payroll tax. Right. right? And you just, I'm, You're only saying 12.4% of uh, what people make up to that 128,000 is going to help fund that. Right. So obviously there needs to be some, and one obvious, way to look at that is, you know, we can raise the age, right, for, for, for us, right, I'm 49, my full retirement age is age 67, and that's what it is for a lot of us. It's 66 for folks right now, you know, they can they raise that to 68 or they can make some adjustments like that or raise a payroll tax. There's a lot of things out there proposed, but uh, the bottom line is there are some changes that need to be made. It's not like the system is broke today.
0: Right, right. So if I'm if I'm a 49-year-old using your age um, and I'm thinking about my own planning right now, what would you recommend to people? I mean, what's going to be there for me, right?
1: I, I would feel good about telling you that uh, you will get Social Security benefits, right? Possibly uh, at, at a slightly less uh, rate than what is projected because right now they are projecting 2.6% cost of living. That's the historical number, 2.6% inflation. So what we do, right, for clients, if you came in and you said, Greg, help me with the social security analysis, I Hmm. can do that, right? Uh, I would probably run the the inflation rate maybe at one to to two percent, right? If we want to think about, you know, let's be conservative with our, our assumptions. We can run at zero, we can run at one, two, and I think that would be the way, really, to address that is just, just think about maybe the cost of living adjustments might be a little bit less going forward. They've been zero percent the last couple of years, and then actually this year, which will go into effect in 2018, there there is a two percent cost of living adjustment that is uh, um, is going to take place. Now, however, um, some people are going to see an increase in their Medicare. Premiums, which may offset a lot of that increase, right? So unfortunately, they may not see much in their check. But two uh, percent uh, in in 2018 is what people will see.
0: Got it. So when when can I apply for benefits, and when should someone apply?
1: Well, age 62 is when you can apply, right? And so um, there's a lot of factors that can go into that, but 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 at 62, one can apply, and you would receive. 70 uh, about 75 percent of uh, let's say your age is 67 right Uh you actually see we see about about 71.5 percent of that age 67 benefit so once you do that right you're really talking about a permanent reduction for life at 62. now some people have to you know there's factors that go into that if one is single right and their health isn't very good Retired, maybe it makes sense to go ahead and, and, and do that. We recommend that people wait until um, their, what we call their full retirement age, which is six, between 66 and 67 right now, if they can do that. Because
0: um, then I get my full benefit, and if I was going to get four thousand, if I do it at sixty-two, I was going to get three thousand dollars a month. If I wait till I'm sixty-six to sixty-seven, I'm going to get my full four thousand dollars.
1: You would get that full four, and then the other piece, which very few people do this—only I believe about maybe three percent of the people do this—is they wait till their age seventy. The benefit to doing that is you get paid eight percent a year between your full retirement age and seventy if you wait. The other piece that I think is uh, one that sometimes is overlooked is a spousal benefit, right? So today, uh, right, social security, men and women, it's, it, you know, women are 50% of the workforce, right? So going forward, a lot of women, you know, uh, could be even the, the main breadwinners, right? So there are, there are things that are called spousal benefits, but in the past, right, if we look back 30, 40 years ago, right. uh, women may not have been as involved in the workforce. So there, there are spousal benefits, So, for example, if if one spouse, husband or wife, did not work at all, right, stayed home to to, to raise the children or was really involved in charity work and didn't have, really, income, right, Right. That's reported, then there are spousal benefits that can be drawn, right? So if, uh, for example, uh, in 2018, if someone's turning 66, uh, the maximum benefit they could get if they're 67 is probably a little over $2,700. Okay. If their spouse had never worked, their spouse could actually get half of that. Wow. Right? So family could be bringing in $4,000. Now let's say that main breadwinner, when they pass away, the spouse would then forego their benefit and take the higher benefit so that's another reason why waiting can make sense that if someone waited till they're 66 to 70 uh there's that they call that the spousal survivor benefit right that's a significant number so it's a i think as we talk to our clients a lot about longevity planning right sometimes when we uh when our clients are younger we talk about dying too soon right as we get older you, you never know Clients right maybe like item a live to their 100 Yep. well think about that social security benefit that if uh, if they waited or if their spouse waited to take their benefits and that could be the difference in you know 4,000 a month versus 3,000 a month
0: it's a big deal next, right right and so if i go in and, and i'm married and uh I want to do it, but my wife does not. We it's not an all for or nothing, right? I can I could go at sixty seven. We can have her wait till seventy, or vice versa.
1: Yeah, and that's where you get into several different. I think claiming strategies. You know, you, you we really run about four different scenarios to say, okay, when when should I take it? When should my spouse take it? There are ways to actually, uh, you know, we, we call the maximum benefit. Right, we look at the earliest benefit. We may look at a hybrid strategy, right? And there's something today still called a restricted application. So for those born before January 1st of 1954, there's still in play something called a restricted application. Now something called file and suspend is no longer in play. File mm-hmm. and suspend was a way to essentially game the system through spousal benefits. That's gone. Uh, restricted benefits essentially says that if uh, I could, I, I could, I could draw a spousal benefit from age 66 to 70, and then I can, while letting my own benefit grow. So I can do that, um, and, and so there's that's a way, obviously, to look at a, at something that can really maximize a, a couple's uh, lifetime benefits of the income that they bring in. So restricted application is something in place still for the form before January 1st of, of 1954. Something they should talk to their advisor about if they're looking at um, when to collect and how best to, to, to maximize their Right.
0: So let's talk a little bit about taxes. Obviously, you and I are not accountants, so we'll put that disclaimer out there. But um, how are Social Security benefits taxed today?
1: So what, what happens is uh, up to 85% Of the income you receive could be taxed. So it's just just an easy example. Someone's getting $1,000 a month, right? $850 of that could be taxed as just regular, ordinary income. Okay. All right. It just depends. So a married couple, if they make more than $44,000, if they look at the income that they receive from their IRAs, or maybe they're still working, And then they actually add in half of their Social Security benefits, and there's some tax-free interest that goes into that as well. Obviously, we're not accountants, but that can be a a big factor. Uh, You could have really 50% of your benefits could be taxed, or zero could be taxed, Hmm. up to 85 could be taxed. So I think for a lot of folks that are probably listening, that uh, I think you can be pretty certain most of your Social Security benefits are going to be taxed.
0: Got it. And how many people are are receiving benefits right now?
1: Well, there are about 60, at this point, uh, a little over 60 million people that are actually collecting benefits right now. About over 10 million of those people are actually disabled. Wow. So the disability number actually is growing. Um, It's a big number, right? 66 million people. and and over 62% of those people, half of their income over half their income is coming from Social Security so that's another reason why we talk to our clients about claiming early and saving money early because you really don't want to get into a situation where Social Security is your main source of income and unfortunately for a lot of folks in America that is the case. Now one thing I do I think when they look at the system, it, does, it doesn't it does favor the rich, in my opinion, right? Which is, is a, I think it's a fair system. Yep. Because, say, for example, someone was just working part-time for 35 years. That's what Social Security does. They look at your highest 35 years of earnings.
0: Right. So that's what I was going to ask, how they calculate it, and that's where we're going here.
1: Highest 35 years. So actually, even if someone... Those, if someone works 40 years, right, or if someone, works, if someone works 30, they would have five years of zeros, mm. right? Um, and, and, and the zero years aren't as much of a drag on it as you would think, but it can affect it a little bit. But let's say someone just worked part-time, you know, made $10,000 a year, right? Right. They would get 90% of that money back in Social Security. So they would have a $9,000 Social Security benefit. Wow. Right? So. The more we make, the less of it we get. You know, I put together just a couple examples, but, um, you know, for example, someone that's making $50,000 a year, they receive about 44% of their pre-retirement income, right? We said the person making, you know, 10000 $12,000, they are going to get uh, 90% of their pre-retirement in yeah. Social Security. Someone making 50000 is going to get about 44% of their pre-retirement income. And someone that's say maxing Social Security at one hundred twenty-eight thousand, right? They're going to get about twenty-six percent of their pre-retirement income. So,
0: right. In- so if you have somebody making a half a million or a million bucks a year, then that they're they're still maxing it out. They're going to get the same number. So if you make one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars a year or twelve point eight million dollars a year, your Social Security is the same. That
1: is correct. Right. Yes. Yes and so of those final dollars that you make right they're giving you a little bit less of that right so they're really setting up the system to where you know they're, they're, they're giving people that made a little bit less of a little higher percentage of, of what they made pre-retirement
0: so do you do you recommend Greg that people go online and view their Social Security profile their wage history I mean what do, what do you recommend with that kind of stuff
1: I think it's a great exercise uh, because today, right, if you're over, if you're under 60, you're not getting um,
0: a little white and green piece of paper we right, used to get in the mail. We don't get that anymore.
1: Right, we don't get that anymore. So, if you're over 60 and you have not gone online to set up your profile, then you still get it. Um, you're supposed to get that. But if you think about the millions of dollars, I mean, I've, I've read different numbers, but it's it's millions and millions of dollars that they're making right. right as far as mailing these things out every year. <laughs> So I've done it, I've gone online, I've set up my own profile. I go look at it every once in a while just to, for one, make sure it looks correct. Right. It,
0: there, Never it know.
1: Could be a mistake. But you can go to, you know, ssa.gov slash my account. That's ssa.gov slash my account. You can see your history, you can see your recent statement, you can see your projected income, and it's really easy to do. So I, I think it's a great exercise for everyone to do that and just start tracking that, because as we get older, it's going to become more important uh, part of you know, what, what, what we're at least projecting right. to receive.
0: So I'm assuming I need, my, obviously, my name, my Social Security number, and maybe address?
1: Yeah, it's pretty easy. Okay. Really. I mean, I think you know, it, it doesn't take long at all to get that set up.
0: So do you recommend, then, when you're doing that, do you also recommend that people go to the Social Security office?
1: Well, I have been to the Social Security office uh, with a few clients, and... Um when they're thinking about collecting benefits. Yep. Right. And I've called, you can actually make an appointment with someone, and they really are pretty helpful. Um I would say their job though, oftentimes from what I hear, now they is that they will tell you what you're entitled to. You're entitled to this, right? You're 62, you're entitled to the benefits. Don't you want them? Right. right? So they're going to tell you what you can get. They don't really tell you the best strategy, though. All right, So I think that's where it's really important to to find someone that can help you do that so right. you don't make a mistake. But I, I think the people Social Security typically are helpful in telling you what you can, what you're entitled
0: to. Yeah, and I know th- one of the things working with you, Greg, with our clients is the the what if scenarios that you run people through. I think that's a big deal. Is that you can come into the office, say, okay, what if I do it at 62, or what if I do it at 67, or what if I do it at age 70, and see it go live right in front of your eyes on what that actually looks like for your own financial future, which is a big deal. It
1: is a big deal, and uh, I said the, the numbers are pretty layering right and it comes up well what if i take my benefit early and i invest all of that money right that's another calculator that we can what if i don't touch it right right and uh but i think it'd be very helpful just in that overall financial plan to be able to see that and uh, you know another question that comes up is what if i'm widowed or what if i'm divorced yeah right so in our uh brad keen and i another one of our advisors we did four i guess uh, discussions or seminars last year around Social Security. We had averaged about maybe 15 to 20 people, and it was just a, a great, uh, you know, hour discussion on Social Security. And uh, a couple people we talk about is Johnny Carson and Mickey Rooney. Right. Right? Johnny Carson was married four times, Mickey Rooney was married eight times. How does it work, right? Do, do, do their ex wives, right? Or maybe you think about Elizabeth Taylor, right. you know, but her ex husbands Do they get Social Security benefits? And the answer could be, could be, yes, all of them could receive Social Security benefits off of that other, off of Johnny Carson's four ex-wives could. Now, the truth is three of them are actually eligible, right? So the rule is, is if you were married for 10 years and then you get divorced, you could be entitled to spousal benefits if you do not get remarried, uh, what, say Johnny Carson was alive, right? Yep. To your ex, if you get married prior to age sixty, that would nullify spousal benefits, right? If if he was so. so if you ever get married, the divorce, uh, you're you're not you're, you're not entitled, right? If you ever get remarried, you're not entitled. Now, if that person passes away and you wait till you're beyond sixty to remarry, then you would be entitled for really spousal divorce hmm. benefits. So, Johnny Carson's case, right, he's passed away, right, so if his ex-wives, right, are beyond age 60 and did not remarry prior to age 60, hmm. then they could all three, three of his four ex-wives would be entitled to full social security benefits. Wow. And so, now Mickey Rooney, on the other hand, was married eight times, never more than... T- Never ten years.
0: Right at nine so, years.
1: <laughs> so none of his ex wives, you know, funny you know, story about him two different times, he was actually remarried the day that his divorce was final. Oh boy. His <laughs> prior marriage. Right. So unfortunately marriage didn't work out too well uh, for him. But but that is that's one of those things that there are probably are some people out there that are divorced that may not know they're entitled to uh, to benefits.
0: Well, that's all great stuff, Greg. So what, I mean, what, what would it, what's it take? So if I'm a listener driving down the road right now, listening to this and I'm thinking, gosh, I really need to know more about this in my financial planning. I mean, what's the cost? I call Greg Mulliken. I can go to visionarywealthadvisors.com under our visionaries. Boom, there's Greg Mulliken. Um, what's it cost? How do I come see you?
1: Well, we don't, you know, I, I, what we've told people is, is even in, in these uh, the seminars that we've done is that one, you know it, it's we're, we're doing this really to educate our friends and clients and, and yep. people that want to know more about it so we have told folks we're glad to do this for them right and, and our business is, is, is getting clients right, right. How we, that's what we do right but we do offer this really as just an add-on as yep. a service right if yep. someone wants to know what's my number how do i go about it we're glad to help them, right yep. in the individual office they can contact contact us over there and we'll be glad to, to, to help them do that if they want to if they want help as far as their retirement planning, glad to help them with that as well.
0: Yep. So it's great and I know, you know, you're passionate about what we do and I guess that'd be one of my final questions. Is, you know, why do you why is it you do what we do? What what makes you passionate about financial planning, investment planning and just taking care of these clients?
1: You know, I had a, I had a client, right, a few years ago tell me they wanted me to be the you know I need I want someone else to care about my money. Right, and I think that's just what we do. Right, I mean, I just connect to the fact that uh, you know, in, in uh, as we've done this for several years, it's good to walk alongside of people, right. just to help them, help guide them. Yep. Right, I mean, we're just we're an advocate for them. Right, we're on the same side of the table as them. We want to help them get where they want to go, and I think working with an advisor is just a, a, a way to help people not make mistakes. We had a great market right we've had we've had an amazing run right and so most people in the investment world everyone's made money i hope you've made money right with or without an advisor right but it's it's not going to we're going to have something happen right we've had things happen in the past right so i really think that uh, when things are bad is is when we talk our clients even more right because they want to know am i going to be okay so i think um it's just fun to, you know. I got into this business because i to be independent, right? right? Owning my own business—that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But as time goes on, I still love the fact that I own my own business. But I like the fact that uh, I can meet with people one-on-one and talk to them about what they're trying to achieve. And at the end of the day, it's uh you know, it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable life. Yep.
0: Well, I think it's you know it's great to have people like you inside of Visionary Wealth Advisors as you know as a leader of an organization. It is uh, it's just phenomenal. You know, we were at our Christmas party and Ron Jones said to me, "He goes, Manny, goes, I don't know how you guys have done it, but you know all these people I enjoy and and Mollie, you're one of those I call him Mully, Greg Mulliken. Um you're just one of those good guys, right? And so it's it's great to have you in the firm. Um, if you if you want to you know locate Greg Mulliken again, he's in our Edwardsville office. Uh, Visionary Wealth Easy to find him. Emails on there. Telephone numbers on there. He's a great resource. He is a certified financial planner. Uh, can really help you uh, with your planning. So, Greg, thank you for being on the Circuit of Success podcast, the Money Edition. It was great having you.